Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Well, the road to the Women's Rugby World Cup continues as the Black Ferns get set for a two-match series against Australia starting this Saturday. First one in Christchurch at Orontheri Stadium and then, of course, they head across to Adelaide, the beautiful Adelaide Oval. Back in June, they won the Pacific Four Series against the Aussies, the United States and Canada, scoring 16 tries over the three tests. There appears to be uh, a, a, a real essence that they're on the right track for this uh, big year for New Zealand women's rugby. But uh, are they? On the line with the Black Ferns assistant coach now is Wes, Wes Clark is with us. Wes, good morning to you. Good morning, Steve. How are you? I'm really good, mate. Uh, another opportunity for um, you and uh, um, uh, Wayne Smith and co, and, and the ladies, of course, to just get on track. Uh, tell us about the significance of the Laurie O'Reilly trophy, please, because I understand uh, for Wayne Smith in particular, it's, it's got some sentimental meaning. Yeah, look, Wayne was a really close friend of Laurie's, and I think Laurie had a massive impact on Wayne's coaching career. So, um, you know, really special for him. I think he's he's excited about telling the players a few stories about Laurie. He's a bit of a character. I'm told I, I never met him, but I've heard he's been a, he was a bit of a character, um, but a beautiful man that gave not only to the women's game, but um, you know, to people around him in his community. So, um, you know, all the players are pretty excited about doing him the honour of, of, of you know putting out a good performance out there. Okay, so uh, coming off the back of the Pacific Four series, which uh, from the outside looking in appeared to be pretty successful, including a last uh, last victory against Australia, twenty three to ten. So, um, what have you been uh, basically up to since then? Well, you know, first we've had a couple of camps. Obviously, and our players have been playing in the Far Palmer Cup, which has been exciting for us to watch. A few others have sort of put their hands up around the country as well, which is always great to see. I think, I think we're getting a good balance now um, of starting to solidify a few positions. You know, players becoming regulars and getting some good game time. But then around that, we're also bringing in some other players to, um, to give an opportunity to still push for selection for the World Cup. So that's creating a bit of edge in the group, which is fantastic. Um, and I suppose in our, in, our, in our coaching and that, we're starting to really solidify systems, etc. So you're feeling pretty good about you know, how we're tracking. Wes, you've also been able to introduce uh, a few players back from their sevens campaigns uh, around the place. Uh, how's that integration gone? Yeah, it's been fantastic, mate. Look, they're, um, they're back, and like you said, particularly Teresa Fitzpatrick, she's played, she's played in the last World Cup. She, um, you know, she's played a number of test matches for us before, so you know, giving her a chance to show where she's at is, is fantastic. And uh, Tyler being the, the, you know, the consummate professional that she is um, and vastly experienced with you know, Olympic finals and World Cups and sevens, etc., They've added a lot to the environment, um, so no, it's, been, it's been great having them back in, and um, it's been pretty seamless, to be honest. If we get game-specific, Wes, um, how's the preparation gone for this week on the back of uh, the last performance you had was against Australia? So what did you learn from that, and how's the prep gone? Yeah, um, oh, it's, it's always a bit of a challenge in week one. Uh, the players have gone out of their environment and trained for their Far Palmer Cup provinces and there's new systems and structures and ways of doing things, so... There's a little bit of rustiness earlier in the week where you know we had to remind them on how we do things around here. Um, there was 
frustrating for everyone, but we had a fantastic day yesterday. Seems to be coming together nicely. Our leaders are fantastic. Uh, the Munster doing a great job with Kennedy Simon. So, um, yeah, I think we're in a really good space now. We're excited for the weekend, well, Kennedy- actually, because uh, the, the intensity was fantastic yesterday. Yeah, Kennedy Simon, uh, you've elevated her to uh, co-captaincy status. This is not rare these days. A lot of uh, teams and a lot of national teams, etc., have co-captains. Uh, what prompted you to do that? Oh, look, firstly, she's, you know, she's one of the best in her position, um, whether it be seven or eight or in the loose court anywhere, really. So she was a player of the year last year. And the way she carries herself off the field, she's extremely professional. She never breaks standards. Um, in fact, she leads the standards, etc. So... And she's one of the first in her position. She's obviously come off an injury at the moment. Um, but typically she's one of the fittest. So those are three pretty key uh, criteria for us in the leader. Um, and, you know, the group mother, um, she's a humble person that uh, tends to lead by her actions. And you know, Ruahe was absolutely fantastic during the pack four. But I think somebody in particular is really keen on having co-captains to help take pressure off each other, uh, make decisions together and, you know, help each other through a World Cup. Uh, World Cup is, what, seven, eight weeks of, pretty intense scrutiny and it's, 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 it's always good when one person can take media for a week etc and, and share the load so uh, that's a lot of our thinking behind that Australia of course um, are one of the uh, teams you're going to meet in the World Cup um, and uh, that's uh, it's not that far away now 8th of October uh, at Eden Park uh, Wes uh, so you, the opportunity to play them another two times before that uh, will be huge, I would imagine. Um, what are Australia, what are their issues that uh, you have to deal with? Um, well, the first one is they're bloody strong ball carriers. So one of the things they do very well is they're aggressive in their carries. So, you know, defensively, attacking has to be on point. If you try and wrestle them up high, then you, know, you tend to come off second best. So, you know, that's something we've really targeted this week. They've got a good kicking game um, in Arabella, their first five. She's got quite a long boot, so you know, we've got to be mindful of that. Um, but but, but you know, for us, we're, we're doing things that are so... Well, we, we think they're ingenuitive. We think they're pretty... Um, I wouldn't say radical, but exciting. Um, so we're hoping if we can get enough ball, um, you know, from a line out, then, then we can really run them around, uh, around the park a little bit. Where's uh, one of the issues uh, that came out of the, the Northern Tour at the end of last year was uh, uh, the, the dominance that um, England and France particularly had over uh, your forward packs as such. Are you confident that you're, uh, you are now rebuilding that forward strength to combat those sides? Because you probably won't, uh, well obviously now you won't have the opportunity to test yourself against them until World Cup time. Yeah, look, we've tested ourselves against each other. We've also had some training against um, the of team teams, and even even this week we were doing some scrums against the Canary B-Boys. So, um, yeah, I think we're going really well there, mate. Mike Ron's done a fantastic job with winning against and on the, both the scrum and the line-out. We've got some real depth in our front row now, something we struggled with last year. And the body shapes of our, our tight five has definitely changed dramatically since the end of year tour. Um, you know, we've had a full program, and we've had more camps, we've had more resources, we've got great coaches, and you know, a lot of that stuff just... You know, wasn't there last year. We, we hadn't had any games. We had COVID, etc. So it was really disjointed. Whereas you know, our build has been so much more. Um, you know, the, the program has been a lot fuller and there's been a lot more support. So I think we're going pretty well in the tight five, to be honest. And like I said before, we're starting to get some consistency and selection there. So uh, you know, the, the two two of the three hookers, Georgia Ponson and Luca Connor, have played a number of games now. Uh, you know, and they're starting to really hit their straps, as an example. And Tanya Kunibali starting again as a tight head. Um, so, and, and that's a, a number of our front rowers have only played a few games. So I think five tests, five or six tests might be the, 
the most, but they, they, they've played all those together now. So I think we're coming together quite nicely. Overall, uh, for, if you look at the squad and, and those that have been uh, brought in around it and over the top of it, I'm talking Wayne Smith, uh, I'm talking about uh, Sir Graham Henry, etc. Um, ha- have you got out of it exactly what you hoped when you started to put this new framework together? Oh, man, it's been it's been absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, the, 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 not only the experience but the um, the knowledge base that these men have brought in has just been fantastic. The girls absolutely love them. They're, they're great personalities. They're giving personalities, um, and you know the resource they have around them. Uh, you know, we, we've had we've got players being um, mentored or helped by you know World Cup winning All Blacks players, etc. So uh, that that's all helped the the group be a lot stronger. So I think we've gotten more out of it than I would have imagined at the start, to be honest. Okay, so um, after this uh, this year. Uh Two-match series, of course, um, I'm not sure you've been to the Adelaide Oval, but it's one of my favourite sports venues in the world, so uh, it's a terrific place. Um, after that, what op- what is the programme in terms of uh, what you will be wanting to do? How soon after that do you have to finalise? Well, geez, I'm the wrong guy to ask about dates, really. I think I tell you that every time we speak. <laughs> uh, but we've got a camp about uh, we've got a camp about two weeks, I think, after um, you know the Adelaide Test, and then. I think there may be some announcements coming up of potentially another another game before the World Cup. Um, I can't say too much mm-hmm. about that. And then amongst that, um, you know, we're going to make sure that we're, we're training against, um, you know, some men's players, particularly around scrum and line out, doing some of our more defence, et cetera, against bigger, stronger athletes. So typically men's teams um, in the build-up. And then, like I said, hopefully um, something else to announce before the World Cup as well. Has the, you know, you've been part of this uh, Black Ferns squad uh, since around 2015, which is a long, a long time. It's almost two World Cup cycles. Uh, where's I just wonder, is the game recognisable really since the, and the professionalism side of it since you first came into it? <laughs> it's changed dramatically, um, as you can imagine. Um, in 2015, I think you know players got paid something like I don't know, some three hundred dollars a day while on tour. Um, you know, to cover the mortgage while they're away sort of stuff, whereas we've got players now that are full-time professional, you know, the majority of our squad, they're focusing on rugby, they're training in the daytime, they're getting the rest they need to be able to train at a higher intensity. Um, I think the Fire Palmer Cup this year has been ex- exciting. Um, the, the Just the offload count alone in the Fire Palmer Cup is something ridiculous, like three times higher than in the past, and that's just in a few rounds. Um, so, you know, we're playing an exciting band. Our, our players are taking their knowledge and the style we want to play back to the Farah uh, Palmer Cup team. So, mate, it looks vastly different to me. It's it's hugely exciting to be part of having come from 2015. Um, I mean, we did some great stuff, and I thought Ben Ward did great stuff winning the last World Cup. But um, some of our prep and the body shapes, etc., has, has definitely gone to the next level. It's really exciting for me, personally. You know Australia, and you'll know them even better by the time you front up against them in the World Cup. But what about um, other, other, the other teams that uh, you're confirmed to be playing against, the likes of Wales and Scotland? How much scouting are you able to do about them, Wes? You know, we've done quite a bit already. Um, obviously, they play in the Six Nations. Um, they're always improving. I think Wales, I think maybe even this week, have um, you know, confirmed coaches or re- reappointed their coach and uh, made some more contracts available for their players as well. So you know, around the world, the women's game is growing, the professionalism in the women's game is growing. And the fact that those teams um, consistently play Six Nations and they have done through COVID has helped them get better all the time. Um, and as we know, when teams come to a World Cup, they you know they march behind their flags, their country's flag. So they always bring extra, they always bring more. Um, 
So it's going to be a, it's going to be a challenge for us, um, but an exciting one because we'll be the same and we'll be doing this in our own country. Uh, Wes, uh, aside from uh, victories on the scoreboard and, and uh, hold, getting that Laurie O'Reilly cut back uh, and, and your uh, possession as, as well, what are the, uh, the individual areas uh, perhaps you in particular will be looking at as you look down from the coach's box over the next two weeks? Oh, geez, there's, there's quite a few. I mean, the first thing is we're looking for bravery on attack. Like, we're pretty well structured as we have been in the past. We're looking to play play exciting rugby, move the ball around, um, looking for opportunities. We've done a lot of work on individuals and how they see the game and, and, and what they're looking for. So, um, you know, that's exciting on the attack side. And for me personally, on the defence side, I think we've been a decent um, defensive team for a while now. Um, but we haven't always been a great tackling team. So, you know, the Aussies, like I said, pose a particular strength in the fact that they, they've got really good uh, fight in the carry and fighting to stay up and that. So, you know, what I'm looking for is some really dominant low tackles, to be honest. Okay. Um, the other thing is, uh, if you were to play, if say you were playing a World Cup game tomorrow, how close? How close do you think you've got uh, got to at this point for um, naming a squad, naming a, a combination as such for a World Cup opener? How, how you know how how close are you to that? Yeah, like I said at the start, I think we're getting you know some continuity and some consistency in some of our selections now. There's probably. Uh, you know, a few positions left to, to really debate hard and some of that's already started and um, the great thing about it is that, you know, these two tests are a genuine opportunity for people to still put their hand up and, and so is the Farah Palmer Cup. We've got players still playing the Farah Palmer Cup that we're keeping a close eye on. So, um, you know, we're pretty close and when it comes to our squad of 32, you know, a number of them uh, have done enough to really cement a position but, um, yeah, this is still a genuine opportunity this weekend and in the Farah Palmer Cup to, to push fathers. Yeah, okay, Wes. It sounds, um, like a, it sounds like a politician's answer, doesn't it? But it's, that's really where we're at. <laughs> I, I, I guess the essence of it, by the, and the, the, the thing that, that gets me about uh, this kind of thing all the time, and I, I've never been a selector, so I've never had to do this, but um, the way it's all come together, the feeling that it, it seems to have from the outside looking in, the spirit and the, the fellowship exactly that you've got already, you're going to have to make some tough phone calls. Yeah, it's, it's the worst part of the job for me personally, and I know... And none of us enjoy it. The reality is, um, being a World Cup year, players have really put their hand up. Players are working harder than maybe in some other years. And mm. we've, we've built some real depth in the way that Smithy has selected. So given players opportunities. So the reality is some really good players are going to miss out. And, and you know, that's, that's never fun, those phone calls. It's, it's, oh, personally, I, I hate them. Um, mm. But it's just bloody exciting that we are in a position where we can make uh, some of those decisions and, and really push the spots. And as we know, uh, there will be injuries. There will be injuries during the World yeah. Cup, so um, it's, never, it's never over either for some of those players. It's incredibly close now, October the 8th. That uh, I, I know it's yeah. probably been a, a, a ring on the calendar for you, um, but you're crossing off the days very, very quickly now. So, uh, hey, look, let's hope the next fortnight goes extremely well. No injuries uh, out of the, those areas you want uh, to retain selectors, uh, your selection. So let's hope that goes well. Enjoy Christchurch, and more yeah. importantly, enjoy the Adelaide Oval. I'm sure that you will, Wes. Uh, all the best uh, with what's coming up. Thank you very much. It'll be my first time on the Oval, so excited. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.